This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. That's Tuesday on DGS. Dave obviously out for the holidays. He'll be back January 2nd with the rest of us. Still have Rachel Andrew Wheeler here. Amy's here. Brad is here. Both of them hanging around for the crossover. I love that song so much, and I feel like I should be wearing... Uh, like a, like a leather jacket and riding on a Harley when I'm listening to it. I feel like I should be like 1970s mm-hmm. motorcycle bro. I love that song. Well, it, it makes me feel like I have hair uh, because <laughs> wow, I don't. That's a powerful it's song. It's a powerful <laughs> song. Very very powerful song. I mean, dang! I was just talking about a jacket. <laughs> you get all the feels from uh, I forget the name of the band. Uh, well, Steppenwolf. 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 Absolutely. Steppenwolf. Yeah, same guy from the Thor movies. He's a bad guy. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Oh well. Yeah. 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 The, the the CGI character that was, it was bad. Real, it was very bad. Was very very bad. bad. Not scary at all. But no. he's also a very bad, 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 bad man. What's up, everybody? How we doing? Good. I'm happy because it's in the 30s and it's sunny and it finally feels like December. This is what this is what December should feel like. Yes. I know in the next couple of days it's going to be 54 and rainy. That's March. That exactly. should not be. This is December. Yes, it is. This is beautiful. I was so happy this morning. It was cold. It was 20 degrees and burr. It was perfect. Yes, I like being uncomfortable too. <laughs> it's because 54 and rainy does not scream Christmas. No. Screams Neither does March. Yeah, but I mean, like, I, the temperature feels like it. When you look outside, it looks like June. Well, minus minus the leaves on the trees. It's like a. It's I mean, a crisp it could it could be day. seventy degrees based on the look of it. Just and, because it's sunny. I mean, just yeah, sunny blue sky. I mean, there's an awful lot of uh, no leaves on the trees for well, thinking it. Hence, hence <laughs> the minus the leaves on the trees. <laughs> I picture everyone listening to the show right now, looking out the window, right. like, "Is They're this like, right?" Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like. The, I'm very affected by weather, not not like seasonal depression, just more of like, this is what it should be. And yeah, I'm happy. I don't know. I just, I am, I think it's because I'm from St. Louis and we talk about the weather. It's a thing. We talk about it way more than we should. Oh, I've never lived anywhere that had more weather talk. Right? It's weird. <laughs> now, in fairness, well, I don't know. I mean, I lived north. You know, in the great white north for a long time. So when, when you got a half an inch of snow. Nobody cared. You, that's exactly right. Nobody cared. <laughs> Nobody cared. It would but have to here? be. It would have to be at least three or four inches before anybody cared. This is snowmageddon. If you, if someone, if someone, if Dave Murray were to say, we might get a half an inch of snow, it's game on. Yeah, I mean, well, all it, it's snowmageddon. So say goodbye to the milk and bread. 
That's right. Yep. I was about to get really defensive about how much we talk about the weather, and then I realized we do have Dave Murray on the show every single yeah. day just to be like, so what's the weather like today? Yeah. Well, and I mean, it's like the most popular segment. this is the only time we talk about the yeah. weather on KMOX. I mean, the only yeah. time they talk about the weather in South Florida is if a hurricane's coming. Yeah. For the most part, it's like, yep, yeah, guys, it's going to be hot, and it's going to rain for like 20 minutes this they afternoon, and it's every day. They don't even have weathermen in Arizona. I don't believe you. No, but I, but I will tell you, when I was in high school, I worked at a small town radio station, yeah. and I was working one night, and there was before internet, and the town didn't have a TV station, so everyone listened to the radio to see if there was school the next day. I'm a junior in high school. It started snowing, and I, I was overcome with temptation, because if I would have went on the air and said, you know what, school's canceled tomorrow... <laughs> There would be no school. I literally had the no. power to cancel school. And, I, of course, I would have been fired, and I would have gotten who knows what at school. But for one day, I had that power, and I was drunk with power. And then I realized, you know, that's probably not the good thing to do. Oh, well, you had your chance to be a hero, and you that was passed. It. And, I, and I, balked, I balked at lying, so I didn't do it. This is also not on point with the weather, but it's Brad Young having the chance to be a hero or a villain. Brad Young <laughs> invented... the both. He invented check kiting. No, no, don't say that. I didn't invent <laughs> check kiting. You made kites out of checks? No, you know what, check kiting. Yeah, check yeah, kiting, I know, I know. yeah, check kiting is the, in case you don't know, check kiting is the idea that if you have... $100 in your bank account and you write a check to this to a bank for $100 until the check clears which you know in the 80s took about anywhere between 5 to 7 to 10 days you had $200 and then you could write a check on a third bank and you turn $100 into $300 and when i had my paper route and this is what amy's mocking me about when i had my paper <laughs> no, out as a funny. kid it occurred to me, you know what? I could have like $1,000 if I just have enough banks to write these checks to, and then I could use that money as collateral to go do something, right? So I went to my coal miner dad, and I said, Dad, this is a great idea. And my dad said, I don't even understand what you're talking about. Leave me alone and go get me a beer. And um, and then I realized in law school that that's called check hiding, and it's a federal offense. Yeah. So I never again. did it. I just... Contemplated. You thought of it as a kid is pretty genius. I wouldn't have thought of that. I would have been like, oh, I don't have $100. I never would have gone past that. I love it. Wait, you as a child would not have broken the rules? I'm shocked. Well, yeah, that's stunning. No, it's not that I wouldn't have broken the rules. I wouldn't have thought of it. <laughs> you I wouldn't even, have right, not only would you hiding. not break them, you wouldn't even think to break them. That's right. Did you know you were breaking the rules by doing that? No, because I didn't know what check guiding was in a town of 5,000 people in Southern <laughs> right. Illinois. I had no idea what check guiding right. was. You get a little break. It was break. only in law school that I had the epiphany that, you know, I could have been a felon as a 12-year-old, and I just didn't didn't occur. Now I'm going through my head, like, did I ever try to conceive of any grand plans to defraud the public? No. <laughs> I know one time I defrauded. It was fraudulent. Do you know the game um, Whack-A-Mole? Mm-hmm. Used to be of like course. No, Chuck Amy, nobody knows what that is. <laughs> Everybody yeah. knows what Whack-A-Mole is. Whack-a-mole. No, not familiar. Just you. Please explain Just you. it. Well, my sister and I, we were like, why don't we just like lie down over all the Whack-A-Mole holes and hold all the moles down? And we did, and the machines just like, and the machines started shaking, and tickets just started like coming out. We're like, this is amazing. And then we got in trouble, and my mom's like, that's stealing. You can't hold the moles down and whack a mole. But it worked, and the machine did freak out because it was like the most unbelievable game ever of whack a mole. Sure. Was this at like a Chuck E. Cheese or yes, something? It was. <laughs> nice. Yes, it was, yeah. I mean, we're like six. 
But we did. That was me. That might have been my first and last. Well, see, crime. You're, you're half of the age that I was when I thought of check guiding, and yeah. you defrauded the whack a mole That's game. That's right. Anyone else come up with criminal schemes as children? No. Not I. <laughs> no. No. Just, just, just as adults. I only uh, know of crimes I've committed as an adult. Yeah, just you, just you two on that one. <laughs> great, great, great. At least not guys. anything I'm willing to incriminate myself on. Yeah, uh, hey, listen, listen, on advice like of counsel. Limitations may not have expired yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm younger than you guys. Don't don't admit. <laughs> uh, I, I will say, just flipping back to what we were talking about with the weather, because I make fun of it being here. Because I'm not from here, but I've been here for 17 years. The weather is wilder here than any place else I've lived. <laughs> so weird. And I don't mean like the extremes are the yeah. same as the extremes somewhere else, but the back and forth. Like six inches of snow on Saturday, 70 degrees on the next Saturday. That happens all the yeah, time. If someone said, what's the climate in St. Louis? I would say, I don't know. Yeah, it's. <laughs> That's why we got to talk about it all I the think, time. We have to be I ready. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, I completely agree. <laughs> I, I laugh about it, but it's a logical thing because it, it changes. I mean, we've had tornadoes on New Year's Day. Yeah. Or was it the second, whatever it was that one year we had the big yep. tornadoes mm-hmm. down by the airport. I remember that. But it was right after New Year's. Yep. I mean, like, that's not normal. That doesn't happen up north. It doesn't happen down in, in South Florida, the places that I've been before. So it makes sense. It's just it's just it's just funny. Well, just think Christmas right now is supposed to be in the 50s and I don't know, rainy or overcast, but in the 50s. Remember last year, this building flooded because it was like five degrees below zero and all the pipes froze. Oh, yeah. That was Christmas. I forgot about it that. It was so uh, the cold good old last days. Christmas. Right. The good old days. We'd love it if the pipes would burst this year. That would make it feel like Christmas. <laughs> it would. But I mean, it was so cold and snowy. We had a white Christmas. It was freezing because uh, I know our neighbors, their pipes broke. I mean, that, that's not good. I think maybe the Hancocks as well. Hmm. John and his lovely wife, Georgianne. At any rate, last Christmas, freezing this Christmas. I don't know, mid-50s. I'm good with 50s. Hmm. It's fine. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, turn on your microphone. with that, too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Turn the microphone off to cough, and I didn't turn it back on. (laughs) It happens. Yeah. Like, I know I'm... I know I'm the I think I'm the weirdo because everybody my my wife wants the white Christmas. Everybody wants snow. I don't want it. I don't want any of it. We went to school in Miami. No, no, that's where I went to college. I didn't live I didn't grow up there. I've only been there four out of my fifty two years as far as where I've lived. But you projected what you want. Well, I I mean I went there for a reason. Right. Uh yeah. Well, well more than one, but yeah, that was one of them. I snow does nothing for me anymore. I loved it as a kid. I I mean I was sledding all winter long. And where I grew up, the snow would it would snow around Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and it would never melt for three months. Right, it was there for the rest of the winter. We used to build bobsled runs mm-hmm. in the state park behind my buddy's house because it was I don't know how tall it seems tall. It was probably a twenty thirty foot hill. We'd wind wind between trees. We would build that thing in December, and it would still be there in March. It just it, it was fun, but all it is now is a pain in the butt. Well, that's because we don't know how to handle it either. That's true. We right. Don't. Well, we don't. Yeah. Like don't. Minnesota, when it snows, it's not a pain because eh. they have the equipment. You still got to shovel it. You have to shovel. But I mean, as far as road crews and messing up life, you can, it has to be a lot of snow to mess up life in Minnesota versus yeah. here, the threat of it. People start driving poorly. Yeah. Well, I mean, and again, understandable because they devote a lot more budget to clearing roads, to plows and salt trucks and all of that stuff because we, we don't always even get those kinds of snows, so why would we always have that ready here? It doesn't make any sense. But up there, they always have to have that on full alert because it's all winter long. 
So then when we get it, we're all like, ah. <laughs> I can't. What I'm surprised at is not that snow bothers everybody or that it causes issues here. It's how little snow causes mm-hmm. issues. Like I, I, I think I told this before. Like the when we first moved here, take it was it was probably like January 2008, something like that. When I first got my wife and daughter moved here, we were just driving her to school. We didn't know the bus thing yet. We're just I take her to school every day, and I get up, I take her to school. We could pull into the driveway, and there's nobody there. No. There might have been a half an inch of snow on the ground, mm-hmm. maybe. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? I, I didn't think to listen to the radio, to look online, because it never would have registered to me that that little amount of snow would have caused anything to be done. Yeah. Right. Or you get things that are canceled because of the threat of snow. I mean, there could right. be no snow at all. <laughs> That's always the best, the preemptive. Mm-hmm. It might snow. It might snow. And so we're going to cancel school. We're going to cancel these activities on the off chance that it could possibly snow. To me, that's absurd. Uh, I guess, unless it's supposed to be like, you know, the blizzard, you know? Like I like it. It's chaos. You like chaos? I, I, do, I chaos. do like the chaos. I love the snow. I love the Nobody's snow. ever loved chaos less than you, Amy. <laughs> I know. This is like the one chaos. Because it is absurd, life is either profound or absurd, and sometimes both. Yes. And this is absurd, and I'm here for it. There you go, Brad. More for your hair. Oh, yeah, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. All right, Tuesday on DGS. Rachel, Andrew Wheeler here. Amy, Brad also hanging around for our crossover hour. Dave will be back on January 2nd. You know, I was thinking about this, and I put this on the rundown a couple of days ago, but we can get to it now with the group but you know how dave always jokes that like he thinks that his phone is listening to him like tiktok is hearing conversations mm-hmm. and then he's getting things based on that he might be right mm-hmm. oh, have, you, have you guys heard of you guys heard of the company called mindsift no okay no. so mindsift is a company that these guys it's a small it's like three dudes own it and run it they were doing their own podcast talking about what they do and they're like you ever think that your phone is listening to you when you're not using it that's us that's what they said in this um it's a technology that allows companies to find out what you're talking about when you're not even actively using their phone. So they could be listening to this right now. 
Sure. Through your speakers without you're not on the phone, you're not recording anything, your phone is not on, you're not paying attention, but it can listen to you and then it will direct market advertising to you mm-hmm. based on things you're talking about when you're not using apps, when you're not um, on the phone. And I want to know how that's not illegal. That sounds super legal. And I know, Brad, you're the legal expert here. Isn't that what the Pegasus software was, that spy software that states were u- nation states were using? Correct. There, there, there was a couple of them. Pegasus was one of several, and it was listening, using using uh, phones and also tapping all sorts of communications and then collecting that information. What I would like to know is, though, you in that terms of service that none of us ever read, mm-hmm. I mean, I... My my wife makes fun of me because when we get handed documents to sign, I'm the dude that actually reads it, right? Uh, but I not even I don't even read that as terms of service. You right. just click yes, yes, yes because you want to get your phone working. But I'm sure there's a term of service, Kevin, somewhere in there that says you agree to that. Otherwise, I promise you there would be a class action lawsuit by now on that. But I, I've tested. I, I've sat around. My wife and I have talked about yeah, this. Yeah. And I've said, you know— Boy, that Chevy Blazer looks interesting. I wonder how much they are. And I'll say it out loud to see if I can trigger getting an advertisement for a Chevy Blazer or something. Uh, because haven't we all had that experience? Yeah. I, I I knew that was true. I don't know that I have. Maybe. Really? Maybe it's possible. So, but Dave, what was the thing that Dave says that he started getting the videos about that he didn't like? He never searched it. He never went and looked at anything mm, online. It just something that we were talking about. It was an animal or something. He was getting owls. Was that what it was? Maybe something it, like that sounds right. Mm-hmm. So it, it goes even further than that because I run in the morning with this group and we all have like our Garmin watches and a lot of the guys are on Strava. One of the guys, one of them has an Apple watch runs with the Apple watch. So it's not a Garmin. It's an Apple watch connected to the phone. I, I forgot what we were talking about, but I'm going to say something like baseball bats, just specifically baseball bats. So we're all running. None of us have our phones except for one guy has an Apple Watch. Finish the run. He uploads his run on Strava. The next day, all of the guys get advertisements on their phones for, like, baseball bats. I didn't run with my phone. I'm also not on Strava. I don't get any advertisements, which means his Apple Watch was picking up the conversation and then picking up that these Strava accounts were with him having this conversation because again like somehow they were all connected where they got baseball bat conversation or advertisements even though they didn't have their phones with them to me that's like next level because that's geolocating i don't know if i'm more bothered by that or by the fact that you guys can talk so much while you're running that far (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. It's boring if you can't talk. I'm running that part. It's like, you want to stop? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I, no, I, I would be break. deceased. I would be deceased <laughs> is what I would be. There's no conversation. Yeah, no, I, I didn't even make it that far. No. <laughs> I mean, all right, in, in high school running cross country, we did that, but I wasn't, A, wasn't trying. <laughs> just yeah. like slowly Well, you're not always along. trying. Like you're just in a, a long run or an easy run. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those yeah, yeah, easy yeah. 15 milers. That's right. In my world, easy and run are never together in <laughs> yeah. a sentence. Yeah, never. Mm-hmm. There's no way that would ever happen. I don't like any of this. Not the running part. The yeah, you know, th- that's spying. Well, it is, and the only way you know, the and definition. I don't care if somebody puts it in the small print. It should be in big print. It should not be something that gets hidden behind everywhere else. It should be right up front. Do you or do you not want anybody to be able to access your microphone when you are not using it or at any point? 
Why is there something where I can't just say nobody ever gets to tap into my microphone? Well, there is. And I think that's the key to this whole dilemma here, Kevin, is that whenever you load an app on your phone and it asks you, do you give permission for this app to use your microphone? I always say no. Right. And that's why you said this never happens to you, because you have checked no. If you check yes, you give permission to this app to use your phone then I believe under the terms of service, you've agreed to allowing that app to use your phone, a microphone, all the time. Yeah, but then there's others that say you can only access whatever your location or anything while you're using the app. Correct. Which is one thing. Well, I don't, I don't know. I just, why is there no standard on this? I mean, because, I, is because this just an law, area that we're behind still? The law can never keep up with technology. Never. Brad, is there something I know... The law can take intent. The law takes intent into consideration. What about excessive obfuscation? Like where there's, <laughs> let's say there's a fifty thousand words in terms of an, an, an agreement, mm-hmm. terms and conditions agreement, and one of the lines in the fifty thousand words is also I, I sign over my house. I hereby sign over my house. That would be illegal because right for them to put something ridiculous. So where's the line drawn? Yeah, obsessive obfuscation. You know, I'm going to steal that because that is a great (laughs) phrase. And it should be, but it's not. Did you come up with that when you were running? Uh, No, I came up with it right now while we were talking about running. (laughs) Good. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. You think Dave's listening? Yeah. You're playing his song. Yeah, I hope Dave's listening. <laughs> yeah, he just got a chill and he didn't know why. <laughs> yeah, he's, not yeah. he's, he's just driving down the road. He's like, 
Oh, I feel something in my back of my neck. Turning red. Yeah. Someone's playing my theme song. <laughs> uh, back in on DGS here on a Tuesday. Uh, Rach, you got your shopping done? Because we joked yesterday about the whole, are you ready? You guys ready? Yeah. Brad, are you ready? Amy, are you ready? Are you guys ready? You're ready. I'm ready. I had a couple of gift cards to get and some chocolates to pick up, and I did it all this morning. And I also bought Christmas cards so, you know, I could write everyone in my family a nice, nice card. And I thought to myself, oh, maybe I'll I'll write one to Wheeler and, and Andrew as a joke because they hate Christmas cards so much. <laughs> Those things are so expensive. I am not wasting them on you Grinches. Plus, I got one with the Peanuts gang on it, and I'm not going to give that to Wheeler because he hates Charlie Brown. I hate everybody but Snoopy. No, sorry, and Woodstock. Woodstock's cool. (laughs) Well, they're on it, but the rest of the kids are too. So the rest of them are mopes. You guys don't get cards. Sorry. That's okay. That's okay. It is kind of like if you made a cartoon out of the Great Depression, that's kind of how (laughs) Charlie Brown feels. It's like... I don't think it's that depressing. No, you guys, you guys are just uh, you're 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 misremembering Charlie Brown. You're just going by the popular culture uh, uh, view of him, which is that he's like a sad sack. He's not a sad sack. You're right. He's an optimist. You're right. He's an optimist. It's just bad things keep happening to him. He's just low energy. He's like and he, he he's, <laughs> he's Jeb Bush. He's like six years old with male pattern baldness. And why is he bald? He's sick. And what's wrong with that? <laughs> yeah. right. I happen to think that that is quite fetching, actually. I happen to see nothing wrong with that at all. <laughs> nothing at all. <laughs> Brad's over here like, Andrew, play some more Steppenwolf. <laughs> oh, man. You guys want some holiday facts like we did the other day? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, fi- I decided that we're going to do at least a few of these things. I did some audio on it yesterday that explained how shortening the full word Christmas to Xmas is actually was done by the original writers of the manuscripts that made up the Bible. It is actually s- thousands of years old that people do that, and they do it for a lot of different words um, for naming deities, for re- describing you know Christmas and all that. I didn't know that. I thought it was a fun fact. Um, and we played the audio on it yesterday. I have different fun facts that are not quite that, uh, quite that deep. Um, how this is a weird way to put this, but how much food do you think gets wasted on the holidays? Mm. Oh, like in tons, metric tons. Yeah, yeah. Um, and nope. Sorry, that was the wrong one. I don't have that answer. It's more, no, he's like, never mind. What? No, no. There's no way to know. That's crazy. Who could ever calculate that? Baylor, just make something up. Radio we'll never know. Bait and yeah. switch. Bait and switch. I meant to ask you. 150 million tons. Because the question on here tells me how many people get sick off of leftovers at the holidays. Hmm. <laughs> Apparently they know that and not how much food gets wasted. What are you getting? Like, what, is, what, is, this like a, is, this? is this in like a percentage of people enjoying? Just a number. Okay. Just in a number United of people. States. Yeah. Uh, and there, let's say 350 million. You got to assume how many people are celebrating Christmas. Is it the holidays or Christmas? It, it's both. It's kind of like this time of year. Okay. I'll so say would, a million. I will say two million. Sick from the food. Yeah, they get they get food poisoning. Yeah. Ten million. Ten million. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with uh, uh, eight hundred and twenty seven thousand. That's actually okay. pretty good. You're the closest. Hey, four hundred thousand. How is it not more than that? I guess it's because wow. everything just gets eaten all at once. Because we don't. Or, really, yeah. No, it's a yeah. lack of reporting. 
You know, I'm not going to tell my wife, hey, honey, I ate leftovers and I got, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. Honestly, I bet it's the least reported food poisoning because no one is going to call their grandma or the aunt or their boss and be like, man, I got really sick. Yep. That's, yep. It's the least, it's probably the worst reporting we've ever seen, Kevin. All right. Yeah, you're right. Um, How about on the Christmas card topic? How many cards are sent out a year, each year? Hmm. I'm assuming that number is going down. But yes. I'll say 50 million cards. I, no I will idea. say 150 million. I will say 2 million. 2 million is crazy. Uh, boy, That's I'm going to. 8 million less than people got food I'm going to say uh, <laughs> uh, 72 million. You guys are not even in the stratosphere. Is it a, is it a billion? 1.6 billion. Wow. 1.6 wow. billion. <laughs> this is making Andrew see Andy, red right now. Like, Andy, my, 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 just my dad's side of the family sends <laughs> 2 million. <laughs> because there's 10 of them all with adult children. So, they, they send t- 2 million by themselves. 1.6 billion? This makes my feelings be hurt even more. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Because you're nobody, not getting any of them? Yeah, I thought nobody. Nobody was sending Christmas cards. It seems that nobody's now, sending them to, to me. You. <laughs> this is so much worse. <laughs> what 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 per, what percentage of men wait till Christmas Eve to do their shopping? Ooh. Seventy one. Yeah, I, I was gonna say over fifty. I'm gonna say twenty eight percent. I'll say fifty percent. Fifty. She doesn't know anything. Forty-five. I expect better from you. Andrew was the closest. Thirty-three percent. One in three. One in three men. I was thinking maybe. I guarantee you, though, if you looked at that fifteen, twenty years ago, it was seventy-five percent. You know what? Yeah, I I think it's self lack of reporting. I think it's just because it's easy (laughs) enough to do it on Amazon. You don't have to do it by going out anywhere. Food poisoning, so they're not sending in the statistics (laughs) (laughs) or shopping. I have a Christmas fact as well, Wheels. It's actually a Thanksgiving fact because Jingle Bells is actually a Thanksgiving song. It was written in 1857 by James Lord Pierpont, and it was originally meant to be sung at Thanksgiving, but it's been adopted at Christmas time, I guess, because I don't know. It sounds Christmassy. Its original title was One Horse Open Sleigh, and it was inspired by the sleigh races that were popular in Massachusetts at the time. Hmm. Are there closed sleighs? Like cars? Is that just a car? <laughs> well, I don't think it would be a car. A carriage? Like a, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a carriage. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I guess if it had a roof and stuff, it wouldn't be a sleigh anymore. It would be a horse-drawn I, carriage. To be honest, Correct. I was making fun of Andrew, but I've never seen a closed sleigh. Yeah. Because they don't open, exist, Amy. Open sleigh would imply the existence of a closed sleigh. Well, a one-horse open sleigh could be a two-horse closed sleigh that could they're be. not singing about. Drop a lot of weight. <laughs> Which would be an up. automobile, apparently. <laughs> Which is, I think, just a car. Just a car. Just a car. Once you close that sleigh, it's a car. <laughs> it's a car. Well, there's my Christmas fact that wasn't <laughs> that's about Christmas. One. Nope, that's a very good one. I've got one. I've got one here from the Pioneer Woman. Let's uh, go. Oh, sweet. The History Channel says that Germany started the Christmas tree tradition in the 16th century when Christian families would set up trees in their homes and decorated them with lit candles. Which seems like a really bad idea. Yeah. Even for, uh, I don't know. The the 16th century? Yeah. The people who were maybe like didn't think of stuff like that back in the 1500s. Uh, I think it's really interesting to uh, 
put candle like lit candles on a tree. That just on seems a like a bad tree. plan. Yeah, yeah right. On yeah, a, on a tree you've cut down. It's nice to dry it out. What's out, yeah. weirder to you, putting candles on the tree or the idea of cutting down a tree in your yard and dragging it into your house? I actually, I never thought that one was weird because really? it's like you see a tree outside, you think, oh, that's a beautiful tree. It would look better if I killed it and brought it in. Let's bring it in. <laughs> it's not like they had huge houses back then. No. Yeah. If you saw, so if you see room. a cute cat outside, you bring it inside. Now it's your cat. Maybe same thing applies to trees. But you know what the tree thing though. Uh, and to me, this blows my mind that you, in years past, the tree cutting wouldn't happen until almost on Christmas Eve. And so the tree wouldn't be as dead as it would be if you set it up like we do now. You have to have your tree up at the beginning of December. Uh, and if you put up a live tree, you know, by the by the time it gets to Christmas Day, I mean, that thing's, you know, Smokey the Bear is coming after it because that's a fire waiting to happen. But it wouldn't be if you just cut it down the day before. Mm. You know, it's funny, too. Yeah. We are, I think we're one of the only countries that does the decorating and all that as early as we do. Like I think, there is a, yeah. I, I, there's some, a British woman who is on TikTok who lives in the U.S., and she does a lot of videos about the differences. She's like, you guys put up your trees for a month. We do that like two days before Christmas. Which is like so much work for a day or two. Mm-hmm. For the return on the investment oh. of your time is colossally bad. It's so bad. But I think that's, that's why what we my... kick their asses. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think that's what my grandpa did when he was a kid. I think it was Christmas Eve. Yeah, a lot he of people had that tradition. That yep. certainly makes it like that much more special. I mean, if you only get to enjoy it for 24 hours or however long. Yeah. Yeah, well, they also probably knew that keeping dry trees indoors is probably not a great idea. They oh. might have known that. Do you yeah. guys know what I always really wanted to do because I would read about it on, like, Little House on the Prairie and books like that? Is it was... string popcorn? Yes! <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> you do? You do string popcorn? Yeah, I, st- I finished up the tree at uh, the Jar House, Mason Jar's house. Yeah, I started, it was like a family thing, and I started, and the kids started, but I definitely finished. What up. is that? What? What is that? Stringing the popcorn? Yeah, you yeah. Make like popcorn. a garland. Yeah, like so, so air popcorn because I'm like don't don't use microwave or oil popcorn because it will go rancid. So an air popper and then thread and needle. I use a thread and needle, just sewing thread and I just double it up and then you string the popcorn to make a garland, a popcorn garland around the tree. Why? It's beautiful. I didn't know it's they cool. did it in a little house in okay. the prairie, but it, but I kind of felt like I knew where you were going. With that. <laughs> yeah, we just had like a moment. <laughs> we did have That's a moment. That's so cool that you do that. Hell like yeah. I'm like, I feel like I did do it with a needle and thread as a little girl, but I definitely would have used microwave popcorn, so yeah. it would have went bad <laughs> pretty quickly. And you can also do like popcorn, like ten pieces of popcorn, and then some cranberries. Ooh, and popcorn and cranberries. We would do that as a kid too. And I haven't done it in years. And uh, yeah, so now I did it this year. Hmm. And Mason Jar made Amazing. fun of me for it. He's like, he's like, you're really cute. And I'm like, why? He's like, because it's just, it's just cute that you're doing that. I'm like, <laughs> it's not cute. It's, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> like, like, I'm cool. I'm cool. Tell me I'm cool. <laughs> Laura um, Ingalls would approve. Yes, she would. She would approve a lot Good. about my life. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I always think like, what would happen if you brought uh, Laura Ingalls back from the dead and like showed her an iPhone? Like in the year 2023, you always think I do. I sometimes yeah. I do. I'm like, wait. And what you guys don't understand is that for what Rachel, Little House on the Prairie is Rome to men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of. <laughs> but now I'm thinking I would just bring her back, okay. and if she got too freaked out, I'd be like, "Well, this is my friend Amy. Like, she kind of like she's calm like you. me down a little bit. Yeah. She's yeah. like you, Laura. She's just like you." Um, 
Two, two weeks before Christmas. <laughs> she got too freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> she got too freaked out by the iPhone. She looked at the Witchcraft. Yeah, well, here's because I did the, uh, <laughs> I don't think I told Brad. Brad, you would, you would respect this. I was doing the New York Times um, crossword puzzle. And for whatever That's reason, for cool kids too. yeah, the way I did it, I spelled out prude parade instead of pride parade. No. So it was obviously not prude, but I'm like, the prude parade, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't sound like as much fun, but I would probably be marching in it just like <laughs> me and Laura Ingalls Wilder marching in the prude parade. <laughs> No ankle, baby. Oh, no. Um, so two weeks before Christmas is the most popular time for couples to do one particular thing. Whoa. And it's not that thing. Oh, okay. We're not going we're not going straight from Laura Ingalls Wilder to like that. Sexy time. Yeah, we're not doing that. Is it go see the lights? Go see the lights? What do you say? Is it other answers? get engaged? There's another one? Yeah, that that's what I was gonna say. Get Andrew? engaged. Um Resurrect Laura Ingalls Wilder from the <laughs> Two weeks before Christmas is the most popular time for couples to break up. Oh, that's oh, really sad. Really? <laughs> I get it. Why? I get it. Because Do you don't you? have to see their stupid family and you don't have to get them presents. Yeah, but th- wouldn't you just tough it out and break up with them after Christmas? Because <laughs> eh. I think then, no. then you got to get them gifts. And- the, no, yeah. because then you have to tough it out. Yeah. Yes, the whole point of it is to not have tough, to tough, tough it, it out. out. I don't want to tough it out. I actually so. think that makes a lot of sense. You're like, if you're, if you're yeah. actually like leaning, like, okay, this is not going to work, that would be the perfect time. Yeah. I mean, they get to go spend time with their families. Each person gets to, like, you know, they have their support system around them. They don't have to buy gifts. They don't have to be around people they don't want to be around. And then, like, you could look at it in a bad way. Everyone would say, oh, where's Bobby? And you would have to explain that you broke up. But at the same time, it would avoid the piecemeal explanation right like piece the slow by rollout, piece yeah. slow rollout over six months of oh i forgot to tell this person i broke just up. rip off the band-aid that's exactly right mm-hmm. everybody's all there so they're all gonna know at the same time mm-hmm. and then it's done it's done odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to london to see taylor swift at the eras tour it's tay in the uk hey it's taylor just download the free odyssey app log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry and you could win a chance to fly off to london with three friends and see taylor i can't wait to see you at the eras tour in london for more go to odyssey.com slash taylor tay in the uk on the odyssey app thanks to republic records this is a national contest all right, let's at least spend a few minutes on one. It's not super serious, but I think an important topic. You guys all see um, what Katie Porter is pushing in Congress right now, pushing a bill that would prevent all members of Congress from trading or owning stocks while they are in Congress, uh, not being able to trade on the information that they get. She's putting forth a bill. She's got a co-sponsor and all of that. I don't understand why we aren't more bothered by that as a society. Like, I know we're, we're lazy about everything when it comes to politics. We don't vote in primaries. We barely even vote in presidential years. But that seems like an automatic, or am I missing something? Like, why should you be allowed to essentially insider trade because you're elected to Congress? Well, because the people who make the laws are the ones who are benefiting from it. Yes, that's why. What I'm really asking is why why. don't we care more? 
I think the average person doesn't really understand how it works, so it's hard to get super worked up about. I mean, does that make sense to anybody? Because for me, I go like, well, I think they should be allowed to own stocks. They just shouldn't be able to use inside information. But at that point, my mind kind of goes blank because I don't really understand it beyond that. And I'm assuming it's like that for the average person, too, as we just go, oh, well, that's out of our control. I just think the, the more I think about it, we're correct in complaining about what our elected leaders do and do poorly. But we never do anything about it. We allow it all. If we don't like something, we could collectively take the action and vote people out and push for these things. But we don't. We just let, and then we sit back and we complain about it. Mm-hmm. Well, they're all they're all crooked. Well, yeah, because we let them make the rules for themselves. But but Rachel, your point I think is very valid. But take it even to the next step. Then don't. Not only do people not understand it. But even if they do understand it, there wouldn't be a perceived detriment to us. In other words, if if Nancy Pelosi or uh, uh, Mike Johnson are going to make millions of dollars on stock trades, that doesn't really impact me personally, would I think be the, the, the reasoning of a lot of people. Not understanding that corruption in government affects us all, that takes – that's that next-level reasoning. Mm-hmm. What would – what would be a plausible solution to this? Because obviously you can't make everyone give up all their stocks when no, they go to blind trust. trust. Blind trust. Yeah. Two words. Blind trust. And that would solve the problem because then the the members of Congress who own the stock would have no say in how that money is invested in any particular stock. <clears throat> and it's like I your your point is dead on, Brad, because it's not the first level that really causes the problem. It's the second and third level. Correct. The first level of them making money does not. But when they start to enact policies that can help them, yes, they're not thinking about you and me. It might that might end up being bad for you. That might end up being like these policies that they will decide upon based on whatever will help them with their stock trades or with what they know that they own. You you can't put their self interest into the equation. Because once it's about their interest, then it's no longer about everybody else's. But that's chess analysis in a world of checkers, where in checkers you play one move ahead, in chess you play three to five moves ahead. That requires that looking three to five moves ahead to understand how corruption in government is bad for us all. Yeah, it, it just it it it's funny to me. I've I've used this analogy of it of how we 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 treat elected officials. It's almost like somebody with with their child when you're like. Yep, I don't give my child any rules, and there's no consequences for their actions. And we, Ooh. why doesn't your kid behave better? Why can't my kid behave? Well, you don't have any rules, and you don't enforce your <laughs> exactly. rules, and you don't you don't push them in a way that makes them do the thing that's correct. You're just letting them have that open door to do whatever they want. And if there's no consequences for doing the wrong thing, well, why would anybody stop doing it? Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, it, it's a it's the understanding that there are consequences to actions. Hmm. We all get those. The problem is we all get the consequences of all their actions on top of the consequences of our own actions. One of my favorite greeting cards, speaking of cards, was between me and Lo- my friend Noah. And it's just these two women on a picture of these two women. And they're going, well, 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 if it isn't the consequences of my own actions. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.